Oh, finally, I muted him. Hi, on this episode of K-12 Tech Talk, Andy emails us about virtual environments, Chromebook rotations, and we also talk about Windows Zero Day environment and Poland. Have a listen. All things technical in K-12. This is K-12 Tech Talk Podcast with Josh, Chris, and Corey. Hi, and welcome to episode 19 of K-12 Tech Talk, the original K-12 Tech Podcast. How are you guys doing, Chris and Corey? Well, right off the bat, I heard there was another one. I saw it for myself on Spotify, and I'm not cool with it. I'm gonna yeah, be- and they said they call themselves the K-12 Tech Podcast. Yeah. So I don't know who that guy is. He doesn't sound like us, I'll tell you that much. He doesn't get as excited as we do. I mean, Corey looks like he's about ready to fall asleep. No, I'm good. I'm good. It's been a week. I'm telling you. And his like, introduction sounds an awfully lot like ours. Does it? I didn't even pay attention to that. I Are you listened. buying right now? What? I did listen. It was so bad. <laughs> I turned it off right away. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, shots fired. We'll have hate mail from whoever that guy is soon. So speaking of hate mail, uh, send an email to k12techtalk at gmail.com. Give us topic discussion ideas, what you want us to hear hear us talk about. Um, and you, we'll even send an apology from Corey if we've upset whoever. Please, please it won't be from Corey. Uh, and our sponsor again this week is somethingcool.com, your go-to shop for, uh, if you're in the Missouri area, for pretty much everything tech. And if you're not in the Missouri area, they can do online stuff as well, including phishing training and P2 uh, security services. So give somethingcool.com a check and uh, tell them we sent you. Sent you. Chris, what's on the agenda? Well, I have a quick story. Uh-oh. So my we wife... need music. Maybe. Can you put that in? I don't know. My wife uh, is a school nurse and she just got to... Uh, a new office. She replaced uh, a nurse. So she was the elementary nurse, the middle school, high school nurse. That was one position. It, she, that lady retired. So Stephanie has moved over to the middle school, high school. So she's been cleaning out this lady's office and stuff. And she finds this letter. I guess this this lady kept like everything. She finds this letter that I wrote. Um, I'm guessing 2004. And this is at my school district. Yeah. This is when I was a tech at somethingcool.com, my very first tech job. I was still in college, and I said, this computer is set up and is ready for use. It is a Windows 98 computer. (laughs) It has Office 97 on it. It is set up with the connections to the Dynamite program. That was the nursing program at the time. Uh, Your printer has been installed. You only have one network drop. This was before wireless. You only have one network drop in your room, one cable, so you'll have to trade it back and forth between the laptop and the desktop having the network connection, i.e. the red cable right now is plugged into the desktop. If you have any questions or need anything else set up on this computer, feel free to place a work order. Thanks, Chris, somethingcool.com. It was weird. It was weird for her to send me that that screenshot of that letter. Did that bring you back to the good old days at Something yeah. Cool? And good to know Something Cool is the reason I say place a work order. Oh, and that's years yeah. and years and years ago. That's my go-to phrase. Yeah. Have you, what should I do to fix this? Well, first, submit a work. Anyway, the agenda. Oh. We have Andy, who was a guest on the show one time. 
Andy submitted an email. Uh, he could have called us by cell phone. He could or have text sent us because we have a group text. <laughs> Since we're in a group text with him, <laughs> but instead, he, and it was he, like super official, like "Dear Sirs," <laughs> uh, he, and Andy from Farmington, Missouri, uh, wants to know. Yeah. Well, he could he could work anywhere. He wants to know two things. He wants to know about our virtual environments, and then he also wants to know what our rotation plan is for Chromebooks. Corey, you're getting a brand new virtual environment. Why don't you go first? Okay, I will. Um, so the virtual environment we have right now uh, is a pretty standard environment, I guess. Uh, virtual host connected to a SAN. Uh, it's an all Lenovo equipment right now. Uh, something cool. Put that in summer of 2016. Yes. Um, you know, and then we try, or I try the best I can to do a five-year rotation on servers uh, at my district. And so, you know, we were up. Uh, did an RFP, something cool one again. And I'm not just saying, keep saying their name because they sponsor the show. They did legit win the RFP. Uh, this year, it's going to be a little, or this time, it's going to be a little different. We are going with a Nutanix solution, uh, still Lenovo servers. It's three hosts. Well, technically it's three servers and each server has processor RAM and hard drive. Um, and then they put them in a cluster and then the cluster works as one. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see, so I won't be using uh, VMware anymore. I'll be using Nutanix, Nutanix's hypervisor. Um, so I'm really interested to see how that's going to go. It looks like install is going to be around March. So yeah. Uh, and I think Chris is something similar. Ditto. That's called a converged, uh, or hyper converged uh, system, right? Hyper convergent. A bunch of hype around those. And I will tell you, so... Um, the costs were, were very competitive. The hyperconvergence was more, uh, there's no doubt, but not like insane amount more than like a standard. If I would have just gotten new host and a new SAN with VMware. And I tell you, VMware licensing, if you get up there, man, it gets expensive. Yeah. We're, I, I still have essentials plus, um, I only have two hosts. I actually, Chris, do you want to talk about your environment first since you're similar to Corey or no, I mean, literally ditto. <laughs> okay. Good work. Um, <laughs> so I'm in the middle of actually getting my new virtual host installed. They started today and it, it didn't go sideways, but it took way longer than it should have. Cause just a number of issues that we ran into. So my hosts are six years old. They are HP Gen 9 servers with uh, like 128 gig of RAM. The reason why I'm replacing them is, well, age for one, but the memory was also an issue. I couldn't really uh, turn on HA anymore because we had over allocated memory so that if one host went down, I didn't have enough memory in the other host to serve all my virtual machines. So I would have had to pick a priority of, of who got to stay uh, up. So... Uh, we put it on an RFP for new just host. We didn't we didn't really go after SAN. That'll probably be next year. Uh, but I got two new HP Gen 10s with 256 gig of RAM each, and uh, we got the first one up and running before I left. I had a little. There's some feature called Enhanced V Motion that apparently got turned on and then back off on our original host. And I couldn't just V Motion over to the new host. I actually had to, there were three servers that I had to actually shut down and then V Motion over um, 
to the new host. So that's, I had to go back in and of course they were my stinking sys servers, the ones that I couldn't take down during the day. Um, so yeah, those, those cost me, um, eh, right around just under 15,000 for those two devices. It was not from something cool, uh, from a competitor that is not a sponsor of this show, but we would happily have them on. Um, know who they are, huh? And they know who they are. They know who they are. They probably don't listen. Um, Brian Brothkoff. Yeah. <laughs> Old Brian. Who, yeah. Um, no, so I'm excited to finally get those things in and and be able to turn HA back on. I mean, that's the whole reason of having a virtual environment like that is, you know, you don't really have a single point of failure. So we um, were in your position with hosts, but like, so basically in 2016, when I spec my host, I basically underspec them, uh, especially for memory. Processor's always been fine. Uh, sand storage was okay, but I underspect them for memory because we ran into that. I kept having to add VMs, add VMs. Yeah. And then I got to the point, I was like, man, if we had a host go down, like I would have to choose. So we actually added memory to ours mid-cycle uh, to both of them. Uh, and that went fine, but that's crazy. Like you have to look at like the the drawing on the, like the server case because you can't just pick any dim. You have to go in order, and there's so yeah. many dims. That was pretty wild. Yeah, we we had the same problem. I think year two or three, we added memory. Um, but recently, I knew, so my decision was either add memory to hosts that were five or six years old or buy new hosts. Right. Um, and it didn't make sense to, to add memory to a device that was going to get replaced anyway in the near very near future. Um, was the, for for both of you, was it the amount of VMs you were spinning up is 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 that what tipped you towards needing to replace that stuff? That age. that's what it was for us. <clears throat> that and age. I mean, when you're reaching that six year mark, Corey and I had a similar problem. Corey, what what um server mod or what manufacturer model do you, were they the HP Gen nines as well? Your no, minor Lenovo's. Oh, okay. So Corey and I had the same problem. We we um each had a host that would eat usb drives so um the vm the vm host kernel i had installed on a usb drive internal usb drive and um i didn't know it but i made some changes i actually added a sand lun one day and um shortly thereafter it was a new ssd one everything worked fine i ended up upgrading the vmware version on that host and when it rebooted it lost that one i thought well that's really weird so when it came back up, I added the LUN back and I thought, you know what, I'm going to reboot this just in case. So I rebooted it again and it lost the LUN again. Well, come to find out it when I made a change when the host was running, it would it would accept the change and run with it, kind of like running in memory. The, the config was in memory, but it was not writing the config to disk. So the next time it booted, it it had the last time the config was saved, which was before I was making my LUN changes. So yeah. that actually happened to me like two or three times that I burned yeah. through USB drives. And I finally, the last time it happened, I got mad enough and I took the faceplate off the server and took out one of the blanks on the drives, uh, holes or bays, whatever you want to call it, and put a, um, a SATA SSD in there to install the VM kernel to, or the V, uh, virtual good grief, the VMware kernel too, because it had gone through so many USB drives. And this is like a known issue apparently. So yeah, my completely different manufacturer, I'm Lenovo, but I have, I have two hosts as well. And I would say each host has ate one or two in five years. Um, 
Then the first time was the worst. It was during an ice storm. Power goes out. I'm at home. Couldn't get to work if I wanted to. Uh, every power comes back on. Everything boots up, but one host. Of course, that host also had vSphere on it, so that made that made things even more worse. And then when I get in, I'm like, oh, this USB drive's dead. And then it happened like two more times. Uh, the second, third time, luckily VMware alerted me before, like, hey, we can't detect this drive anymore. Um, and I was able to like make a new one and then you know, put plug it in. But then, um, so we did firmware updates on the host and one of the firmware updates corrected a voltage issue. Now it didn't huh. directly say USB. It just said, you know, pretty generic voltage issue. So I'm thinking like my servers were legit frying USB drives over time. Yeah. I know I so went crazy. through three of them. Yeah. It, 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 I got to the point where I was going to, if it happened again, I was going to install like SATA drives, yeah. like a hundred gig or whatever yeah. and just run VMware off that. Cause I was done with it. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. I'm going to beat this thing with a baseball bat when I'm able to remove it. Um, and we, we, we have 99% uptime, so we didn't have any problems like that. You have quad nines, get it right. It's in the paper. Um, Corey, what version of VMware are you still on six, five, I guess. Six, seven. Oh, you are on six, seven. Okay. Which has the same end of life, I think, as six, five. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. Huh. Maybe Google it. Maybe don't Google it and email us if I was right. We can but just I'm operate it. Sure. We can just, it's just operate like it. Office 2016 and Office 2019 have the same end of life and they use the same group policy. There is no Office 2019 group policy. Okay. Thanks for the rant. Um, you want to move on to Chromebook? Yeah, talk about, talk about Chromebook rotation plans. How many years do you purchase? Do you lease? What do you guys do? Well, these hunk of junk Lenovo 100Es, um, I'm going to be lucky to get three years out of. Um, three years? Yeah. It's, they're, they're the giant biggest pieces of crap I've ever seen. Um, the G6s we have, they are in carts right now. I could see us getting five years out of those. The G4, G5s, they've been in carts. <clears throat> and we will ride those suckers until they're out of Google update support. They're they're standing up pretty well. Um, so our one-to-one -one devices that go home every, every day, I could see saying three years, and then we need to figure out if we need to move those down to a different building where they're not beat up as much or um if they can stand another year or two what are you guys doing um oh. i was actually looking to see if i was right or not um i'll circle back to that um so we're not one-to-one -one, so ours are all in carts so I, I obviously that helps us um we did last year last summer get rid of our lenovo n21 n22 turds uh they i mean they limped through the fourth year like we were having I would say at least once a week having some sort of breakage with a Lenovo N21 or N22. Um, if we would have got rid of them after three years, they could have made. Uh, we're basically all HP now. Uh, we have some N23s, but they're scheduled to be replaced this summer, uh, or they will be for sure. So we'll be all HP G6 or G8. And I just feel like they are better. Um, and our one-to-one, -one, if we'll still be carts, our one-to-one -one is not going home. We are doing one-to-one -one, uh, cart per classroom. Uh, so we have that debate later. But so I do think four to five years is legit for us. Like I think we could attain that um, with these devices. We do three-year rotation plans um, and we lease uh, those. And then we do it like this. So we start off with one-one at the high school. So those are on our three-year lease plan. 
And then the, the next year we went to middle school and did one-to-one. So those are on three, you know, so we're a year off uh, all, all the time. And then at our elementary, that's grades three through five. Uh, that's a three-year plan as well. So we're always rotating between middle school to high school to the upper elementary. But then our lowest uh, kindergarten through second grade, we have purchased those. Uh, those do not go home. I Well, we have some that could go home if we get shut down with COVID stuff, but uh, those we're hoping to get four to five years out of those. So why do you why do you always lease your one-to-one one? Well, our current administration and actually the previous two, but really big into leasing uh, and really big into just more having a set uh, budgeted uh, dollar amount uh, and work with a leasing company that he knows exactly how much he's spending on Chromebooks every single year. Uh, so there's just set set lines. Uh, and we have liked um, getting rid of Chromebooks that don't work out well for us, like within those three years that we're not trying to figure out like, oh, we, you know, we own these. So do we have to keep them for a while, rotate them to a different building instead, no matter what we get to give them back uh, and get new ones. So let me, let me run that scenario by you that we had, we, we almost pulled the trigger on leasing the 100 E's and we had a rash of them that they were just trash. And in starting with month number 13, so they were out of factory warranty we were probably putting, I don't know, five to six a week in the graveyard. Um, what would happen in that scenario if you you had signed a three-year lease? Are you signing a three-year warranty service as well? So at the, we've done different things with that. So, so right now, uh, our high school, uh, we've put on three-year warranties as well. So high school, they're always getting fixed, uh, you know, through it all besides accidental stuff or vandalism then we have to take the hit on that but middle school we just buy a one-year warranty and then take the hits for the next uh two years but yeah the leasing company when when they show up with their truck to collect the chromebooks uh they're expecting uh the same amount of chromebooks as what you purchased and then for those all to be you know wiped and back to to factory factory reset stuff so then we take a hit like they will do their own evaluation of what we've returned uh and the typical uh, device. Like if we have to, like that dollar amount between lease and purchase is a, typically about uh, 25, 35 bucks. So that's what we'll negotiate with them. If, you know, if we bought 500, but we're giving 498. So, so then we're debating 60 bucks or whatever. And so, then, and then I, I guess that's what, what my uh, superintendent likes as well. Uh, the leasing companies that we've worked with, you can typically negotiate, you know, that, 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 do, that dollar amount that they're talking about of, you know, wear and tear and damages or whatever. So then, and, and it's it's worked out different ways, but depending upon how that all plays out, you can end up spending less money than you would have if you had purchased those for three years. So your extended warranty then, is that a factory, extended factory yeah. warranty? Okay. So realistically, how many, how many devices are you sending back year two, year three on a factory warranty type issue? It can't be that many. What do you mean? Like, I mean, year three is usually a disaster. Like at the middle school, they're breaking left and right. Well, is but that what you're talking about? Well, but a factory warranty isn't going to cover screen breakage. It's not going to cover dam- damage to like a lid or a hinge. Normally, a factory is only really going to cover something happening to the motherboard, daughter board. Right. Yep. Something so, like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, our middle school that, that we are getting rid of, those are Lenovo... What are the touch ones? Lenovo 300Es, uh, and and I guess it was the N23s. I think before that, we we had a bad like system boards. Year three were dying left and right. 
uh, to the point that, I mean, it was eating up our reserves. Like we had no Chromebooks left to give. So if we, if we hadn't had like a warranty on those, I mean, we, we would have been purchasing, we, we, we would have either been paying like the 35 bucks or 30 bucks to the leasing company because we can't give them these Chromebooks back, you know, cause they're not going to boot up or we're giving right. them back and they're going to charge us for them. Or we were buying system boards left and right that were whatever, 150 bucks or whatever they are. Yeah. And then you got an issue with serial number that whole. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's worked out different ways for us. The, what the, uh, Lenovo 300E second gen that we have at the high school, uh, they've been working great. Uh, and that might be one where we look back and we're like, man, we didn't really need three-year warranties. Yeah. And see, that's our experience with the 100Es made me buy an extended warranty for the G8s that we bought. And we're, I know we're only five months into the G8, but I think I've sent seven off total since the start of the school year of these G8s for, and that for includes batteries. No, that in, that we bought ADP. So that includes screens, you know, damage. That's, I can't say we've sent probably three or four off for weird factory type issues. Whereas when we had those 100Es, we were sending off 11 a week the entire first year that they were under factory warranty. Um, so that's why we felt we got burned with the 100Es. So we bought a three-year ADP on the G8s. And now that we have the G8s, we're not sending hardly anything off. Now, come year three, it, that warranty is probably going to be worth it. So it'll be interesting. We bought the Dells and we we took a gamble and we did not get an extended warranty with the Dells. So it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. My we new thing with these last... Sorry, Corey. Go ahead. My new thing with these last rounds of rotations has been I would like to keep one building on a three-year warranty and then the others, you know, let's just do one-year warranties and, and play that out. And that helps offset... Like I had those TSIs, my tech support interns, like high school, middle school kids, that gives them something to do. But for sure, I'm not going to be like slammed right. uh, with all my uh, Chromebooks having issues. We did buy for the first time um, with our G8s, the three-year HP extended warranty. Um, we've never had any extended warranty on Chromebooks before. So yeah, I'm kind of like Josh. I don't know how beneficial it will be because it's not an ADP. Um but I mean, the price was right there. And my, the specific vendor I bought the, my Chromebooks from, their ADP was third party and it was significantly more. Uh, so that kind of made our decision where we're like, okay, let's just get the three year manufacturer warranty and we'll, you know, we'll see how useful it is. And then yeah, maybe Corey, next, uh, next round, we won't. I think you and I bought from the same vendor and that third party ADP company is taking about three months to get stuff back. Something that I, I was I, right. I was right oh, about these here. For here our VMware go. listeners, Corey was right. Um, now, since since then, uh, VMware has extended 6.7 longer. They were both supposed to expire November of this year. 6.7 now doesn't expire until October of next. But originally, Corey okay. was right. Okay. So make sure your vSphere is updated before November. Anyway, so something else with <laughs> my environment uh, we have all Lenovo Chromebooks, and we are a Lenovo self-maintainer. So any oh, Chromebook wow. that has a warranty on it, Lenovo pays us to fix that thing. So that starts to make it more enticing for warranties to be purchased. Because sure. Because getting paid like 40 Doesn't bucks. Doesn't it say that in your time. email signature too? Oh, probably. Yeah. My, he's, my email signature. Have you ever seen lot. his signature? Yeah, it's like uh, clever. Google something. admin. 
clever I mean, it's admin. It's legit. Like he'll send you a, a one liner, a one line email, and it's like half the screen. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I should put. I don't think Lenovo self maintainer is on there. Andy, please let us know if we answered all your questions. We would yeah. love to hear from you again. And if you have a question that you want us to talk about, we may not know the answer, but uh, Corey will make something up. K12TechTalk at gmail.com. What else you got, Chris? All right. Do you guys want to talk about uh, Windows 10 bug corrupts your hard drive on seeing this file's icon? I, I don't see why we shouldn't talk about this. But Corey, what do you think? I mean, it just came out today. Now it is on a website that, you know, I guess is fairly popular. So we're not like, we're not like releasing any information. It's not like we found it, Corey. No. Yeah, I don't. No. I don't but understand. We, but we were around people that tested. Right, which I think that that shares with the story. Like, yeah, the exploit is real. So go tell us about it, Corey. God. All right. Uh, so I think it was me. Uh, so I was wrapping up my day oh, like I normally course. do. Of course, it's going to be Corey found it. No, listen, listen. <laughs> normally, I'm a routine creature almost every day before i leave work i get on google news to wrap up my day and then i saw this article on google news it was right towards the top i was like oh that's you know because google news like they aggregate stuff like that and i was like oh for it to be close to the top so i clicked it uh bleeping computer is the website that has released it i don't know if more of you know said something now uh, so a researcher found a bug in windows 10 he said in his findings it's any version 1803 and newer, which is so, and what are we on now? Like 20 something? 20 so several H2. versions. Yeah. Yep. That if you run a command, not, and, and there's more to this, but you can run a simple command uh, in a certain way and it will corrupt your hard drive. The Windows will immediately uh, prompt you to reboot. When you reboot, a check disk will automatically be ran. Now, since that was posted in this in our uh, Discord channel, um, which we had three independent or different people test in VMs, and all three of them got it to do it. Sweet. Since then, it seems like like the article is a little misleading. Like it seems like all it really does is corrupt um, some files, which Windows thinks a checklist needs to be ran. It does fix it, and then Windows does just reboot. However, some people on Twitter were saying, no, I've had more bigger issues. Most of the people on Twitter were using SSDs and it come to find out there's another bug that Microsoft has acknowledged that uh, they, they, a bug that came out this, this patch Tuesday that if you run, and you can Google this, if you run check disk Windows 10 as administrator, it will blue screen your laptop or your computer. On an SSD or any drive? On an SSD. Yeah, I If have, you run check disk as administrator on an SSD, Windows will blue screen your computer. I've heard. So I think we have two things going on. We have this God, bleeping up. computer exploit. Listen, you asked. This is a podcast we where bleeping, we all free get to share our opinions. We have this yeah. bleeping computer we, exploit. I can mute him, can't I? <laughs> and then other people who have the Windows bug, so they were. Oh, finally, I muted him. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and take a vote there's three of us here so it only takes I a vote of so two mad right now. who wants to have Corey go back to special guest let's so i, I swear i've heard for a while that uh you're I'm not done. supposed to run check disc on ssds it, it, it do you guys heard that though 
I mean, I like for years I've heard that you're not supposed to. I'm not going to talk again in this whole episode. I'm just going <laughs> to whatever. Is it because we brought this up, Corey? It's because you hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, no, it's it's interesting that I read that article this afternoon, and I think the most frightening piece of that, Corey, is that that command that corrupts the drive and makes it want to reboot and run check disk can be run as a standard user. You don't need any sort of elevated credentials to run that command. So that's kind of the the frightening piece of that is um, you get a couple students that think they're, you know, big for their britches and run that command in a lab and you got all of a sudden you've got an entire lab that you need to re-image. Um, but it's, it'd be interesting to see though, if check disc on a spinning disc actually does recover. That. So yeah, go to bleepingcomputer.com and check out that newest zero day. And didn't that developer that found it say that, um, he's tried to reach out to Microsoft and they won't acknowledge his, uh, bug report. Oh, you want to... me to talk now? Well, I mean, if you want to answer it, I have the answer. If you, if I <laughs> can't answer it. What's the answer, Corey? I want you to the talk. answer is that the, yes, the researcher that found it said that. Uh, which either you believe him and that makes you think Microsoft doesn't think it's that big of a deal or or you don't believe him and or I don't know why he would have a read to lie. Well, it's the internet. What else do you have, Chris? Well, Why do you always ask Chris? Why does like, what else you got, Corey? Would, Corey, I, do, you, do you have anything, Corey? No. I, I keep a list. Yeah, Chris keeps the agenda. Hey, I did do this uh, thing today. Oh, here we go. Uh, so a good plug to MidwestTechTalk.com. Uh, Midwest Tech Talk, that's a tech conference uh, that Josh and I are on the planning committee of. Uh, before that tech conference was in existence, we were needing a website to be built. I asked Corey to build that website. He said, that's stupid. Oh, so he didn't my. get involved with it. But that tech conference, we're on like year five of it. It's a tech conference in Missouri. Uh, last year, because of COVID, uh, we went virtual. Uh, we ended up getting people from all over the world uh, to join in on Zoom sessions and there was a guy from nigeria at the time uh, that attended that well then he reached out he moved to a different uh, school in poland uh, and he had sat in on a midwest tech talk uh, esports session and he said a lot of the european countries over there were trying to spin up esports but it had been a struggle uh, so pretty cool today i got to uh, get in touch with the two guys that did the esports session back in july uh, and they presented to it ended up being 20 uh like uh tech tech directors uh from basically uh three six like nine uh countries uh all around poland uh so just kind of a cool cool deal and again it always goes back to this thing which i think is the premise of this podcast as well uh a problem for me in missouri uh, is also a problem for some dude in Poland that's working at a K-12 school district. Like all tech problems are the same, no matter where you're from. So it was a good deal. Good times. That's cool. Were they, Um, I guess if I remember right, the guy, that guy from Nigeria was like a, he was under contract to work at that school for a period of time. Yes. And he was from a, was he from America and he was over there? I forget how that went. The, the, the impression I've gotten from a lot of these international schools that were at Midwest Tech Talk and 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 that are that yeah, like yes they are American schools. It, it appears as I could get this all wrong, and and if you're one of these schools listening, please tell us how it actually goes down. But it's like they are American schools set up in these different countries, so it's United States government funded stuff going over there, uh, and like uh, the text they just they get. Uh, 
moved around uh, to mm. different to to get their different schools uh, going. So he was in Nigeria in July, and then here he is January. He's uh, uh, at a school in Poland. And if I remember right, there was a lady that was doing the same thing that was at our conference in July, and she like moved her entire family. Yeah. With them, would either of you guys do that? I thought like you know if I was like young and single, sure, that could be awesome. Uh, or how I'm wired. I think if, if like when I'm retired, like sure. to get to travel with my wife, like that could be cool to get sent overseas to some small school to get their Chromebooks going. Yeah. Would you Corey? He's going to be obstinate now. Great. He's on strike. <laughs> I'll just mute him again. Uh, no. Would I go to Poland? No, there's nothing to do in Poland. How do you know that? <laughs> now we've, we've lost all of our hey, Polish listeners. Does Poland have internet? Yes. Oh, Wow, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a talk after the show, Corey. He needs what's that called? Something training. Yeah, sensitivity. Sensitivity. Yeah, he needs to be more sensitive. (laughs) Yeah, Ukraine was on the call. That's cool. Poland. Give us a list. Ukraine, Poland. I'm gonna mispronounce these. Yeah, you will. Yeah, I always do. do. And you won't go. (laughs) Bulgaria. Okay, that's right. Uzbekistan. Yeah, that's pretty good. Estonia. (laughs) North Macedonia. What is huh. this accent? What is this? Belgium, Hungary, Lithuania. Interesting. Yeah, it was weird. But we thought they were all going to be from Poland. So then our minds got blown when they were like telling us we're dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam, who was the main presenter, uh, he he did an awesome job. Like he had researched like what esports stuff is available in Poland and all this and that. And then they're like, well, what about us? I'm from Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> What are there esports like tossing hay? What are what is wrong with you? God. I promise we're not all as uneducated and but brash. if you want boring. All right. Well, I think that wraps up the this week's episode. Thanks for listening to episode 19. If you have any feedback, send us an email at k12techtalk at gmail.com. Uh, and listen next week and go visit somethingcool.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.